Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on asbestos. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and Heidi's family out of the hospital. Yes, at least my family, and hopefully yours too. Mine too. And yours. if you're listening and you're in West Virginia, we're working on keeping your family out of the hospital as we well. We are. Heidi Hansen, the lovely, the talented, the beautiful, the peaches to my potatoes. Peaches and potatoes. Hmm. Now that makes an interesting meal. As long as they're not in the same dish, I don't know. Well, they're going to want a lot more peaches than potatoes, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> So I think it's um, going to be more potatoes this episode, because I'm not sure Peaches knows what to say about asbestos. Yeah, asbestos is very much a potatoes sort of I think subject. so. I think so. But there is some fear factor. You know, I was told once that the best way to sell is using either fear or let's go with love. Yeah, love. We had that debate once in another podcast, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I and, was the one um, that mentioned love. It's easy to use asbestos as a fear factor item. So I'm sure there's going to be a number of people that are on this looking for ways to deal with their fear. Yeah, tell us what to worry about and what not to worry about. Now, there are some other issues where I've said, like, this is an overblown issue. Asbestos is probably not one of those. I mean, they don't really produce things with asbestos right now, right? Uh, yes. They still do. United States, Canada, and India still have not banned the completely the use of asbestos. Really? So you what know, about those drop-down ceiling panels? Do they have asbestos? Usually not, yeah. If the home was built prior to 1979, all bets are off. You never know until you sample. Okay, asbestos to begin with is naturally occurring. It happens in nature. You know, oh. It's not manufactured in a lab or anything. Really? The reason why it is a problem, it is a very tiny fiber that is that easily floats in the air. Okay. And then it gets into your lungs because it stays so easily in the air. Within your lungs, your lungs can't get rid of it. So that little fiber, and please don't mistake me using this paragraph as proof that I'm trying to be a doctor, okay? I'm not a doctor, and I'm still trying to describe what's going on. Okay. But that little fiber basically irritates the lung enough to the point that now you're getting cancer. In this case, it would be mesothelioma. And there's no way to get rid of it. Very difficult to get rid of this stuff. Once it is in your lungs... You can't really go in with a Clorox wipe. There's just not a lot of choices. person yeah. needs to be very careful with your lungs. As the meth remediator, I found out the hard way that I needed to respect my lungs because I kind of need them. Mm-hmm. So it is in nature, just in plants right. or and something? Asbestos is actually a very good product for certain applications. Oh. It is a very good insulator. Right. And that was why it was used back in the late 70s is they found out that it was a good insulator. So some of the homes that I did, they will actually have an asbestos sheet located between maybe a fireplace flue or a furnace flue. Oh, right. And a wall that is right next to it. Mm, okay. And the idea is that that asbestos sheet was placed there so that the house didn't burn down. Right. You didn't want the heat transfer onto the stud, and then the stud starts to burn, and then the house burns down. So it actually protects. So it did actually protect. And the official line is that you never know until you test. Sometimes you just know. An asbestos sheet is going to have a certain look to it. Asbestos duct tape is going to have a certain look to it, and you just know. So how are they using it now? How, what products do we need to be taking a look at or be concerned with? You know, I understood that they used to use, until very recently, they used asbestos in disc brakes for cars. 
Oh, really? And then I understood from somebody who was in that business that they are no longer used that way. Hmm. In the military, for example, let's say you're building this huge ship and maybe an aircraft carrier. Right. Let's say that somebody bombs the aircraft carrier and you got that fire problem. Right. You want asbestos in there because it is such a good heat barrier that that contains the fire inside that one space. Oh. So they're going to use asbestos very freely in that sort of an environment. I see. Similarly, in other types of shipbuilding, maybe even just a cargo ship. Again, I'm not a cargo ship expert, but I can only imagine, and I don't know what the rules are associated with cargo ships. I'm a home inspector. Right. But I can imagine that they would at least want to use asbestos because if you get a fire, last thing you want is for that fire to spread inside the ship. So definitely the risk from the asbestos in the, at that point is less than the risk choose. of a fire in, in on a ship. Yeah, so it would be a choose-your-poison sort of yes. thing. Do you want to die of drowning or do you want to die of asbestos? Asbestos exposure while you're in the Navy for years. And right, years. so mm. it is individuals who work in that sort of environment who can have mesothelioma. Uh, so, yeah, that stuff gets into your lungs. It causes lung cancer. You've got fireproof vests sometimes that use the material as well. Right. Fireproof vests, shipbuilding, railroad also is an application that uses asbestos. And then the mesothelioma is actually the technical term. You get lung cancer. It's estimated that there's about 3,000 cases yearly inside the United States. Wow. And you've got 10,000 in Australia, Japan, and Western Europe. So 3,000, how does that compare to other things? Hazards. It's, it's pretty small, isn't it? I mean, 3,000 for the whole U.S. is pretty small. but Yeah, if you compare it, for example, to radon, EPA says that there are, what, a couple of cases of radon per 100,000, so a person would have to do the math. And, yeah, I don't know how that compares to maybe drowning or yeah, lightning strikes. Yeah, I was going to ask about drowning. Or, I was curious, yeah. Like that. The 3, I don't have those numbers. Well, that gives them something to do. You know, yeah. you, you listeners need something to do tonight, right? Go home and look yeah. it up. Deaths related to cancer, deaths related to drowning, deaths related to asbestos. Exactly. Give all, all of our listeners something That's to right. Google. They need a little homework once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do it all for you. We try, but... <laughs> now, there are a number of kinds of asbestos. Uh, there's only one that I'm going to mention, and that's chrysotile. Chrysotile. Uh, also known as chrysotile. I don't really care how it is pronounced. Again, the, you got the 80-20 rule applying here. And the chrysotile is the 80% use material. Mm. And, you know, there are others. I don't know that everybody needs to know the different types of asbestos. If you were to take a sample of your home, and let's say that you've got maybe that nasty popcorn ceiling stuff that they used back in the oh, 70s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't forgotten that. It quite often. I remember, actually, as a kid where... My dad added asbestos. He just dumped it from a bag into the mixture. And, of course, oh, we had this wow. big cloud <laughs> going on. And I thought that cloud was awesome. you're still alive. And, and you're I still, am still alive. alive. He's still breathing, too. So that's a good sign. If you had a little exposure, <laughs> you're probably still going to live. Of course, I had all the time I was growing up. I had that nasty popcorn ceiling with the glitter. Those I, are fun. You throw I, the ball up there and knocks down the little chunks. Yeah, you sweep it. You, that's you, right. You cobwebs like to stick on it. Cobwebs, exactly. Kind hard to wipe down too with a cloth yes it is <laughs> so at one point my dad removed it i'm sure at that point he added more asbestos to his lungs. oh my goodness 
I should mention that he has had lung issues, but he is 90 right now. Right. So that's a positive and a negative. I don't know what a doctor would say about right. the, the conclusions associated with that. But There you go. Be safe. Yeah. He's got lung issues. I, I'm sure more from the smoky environment that he worked in as opposed to anything else that yes. he did. Okay, if you do have that popcorn ceiling, there is a pretty good chance that it does contain some asbestos. Based on my experience, people that see that, they want to remove it. And now we're talking human psychology. Basically, when they sample it and they find out that it doesn't contain asbestos, they just remove it. When they find out that it does, they don't want to pay some guy a bazillion dollars, so they just leave it. Right. So it's as kind of a hazardous result, to do it yourself, isn't it? It can be if you don't know what you're doing. Mm, okay. You know, if you don't have the equipment, you don't know how to do it, etc. EPA recommends that plan A is always leave the stuff alone. And if it is completely non-disturbed, then you don't have a problem. Oh, okay. Plan B is if you must disturb it or if it's being disturbed already, then you should probably remove it and do it well. Mm, okay. Okay. Can so people Google that? Can they find out how to do that online maybe, do you think? Or do you have a video like that? We should do a video on how, we to, should. how to remove that nasty popcorn ceiling. We probably could. Yeah. Maybe we'll actually just do a little segment on how to do that as part of the podcast series. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do we'll it. We'll do that next. Okay. The latency period is 10 to 50 years. And now what latency means is... How long does it take from the point when you get that dose of asbestos fibers until the point when it kills you? I see. Because it's not going to do it immediately. It's going to sit there. It's going to be fibers inside your lungs. It's just going to be there. And then at some point in time, it's going to start causing the mesothelioma. Mm. From what I understand, medically, you have very few choices. The only thing you can really do about it is call a lawyer. Oh, if that's even worth it, because sometimes they'll, that'll cost you more than it would to have a restoration guy come in and fix it, right? They're not going to help you solve the problem, but they they'll... They might collect a little bit of money for you to help you solve the problem. They might help you collect a little bit of money. So 10 they to might, 50 years... Hopefully they collect enough to make it cover their costs, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have two conservative people who are talking. <laughs> I'm not against attorneys. I have some good friends that are lawyers, but... Yeah, I, you got to weigh the you got to weigh the outcome against the costs always. Yeah, so the latency period, ten to fifty years, is really for me. It's kind of a give up. It basically means you know if you got it when you're twenty, then you could have problems when you're thirty or when you're mm. ninety. So that really doesn't say anything. They're basically saying that there is a latency period, and who knows if and when it's going to cause a problem. Right. For you. So we've got a couple more segments to do. We're going to talk about where asbestos can be found. We're going to talk some more about the EPA recommendations and how to sample it. And then we're going to do a bonus segment on how to get that stuff down, if it is a popcorn ceiling texture. And you can thank Heidi for that If one. it is, yes. Okay, master of your mansion. Apparently your mansion today has asbestos in it. Oh, uh, no. My mansion has real popcorn and Re no asbestos popcorn. Real popcorn. Yeah, popcorn popping. Just Apparently. because we're talking about asbestos doesn't mean my mansion has to have asbestos. <laughs> it's asbestos-free. The popcorn is I'm, popping. I'm thinking that popcorn is so nasty. It was probably, your mansion was probably built back in the 70s, back when they were using asbestos and doing the popcorn ceiling. asbestos sealing. is on the ceiling. I okay. can only imagine that your mansion built in the 70s isn't much of a mansion, Heidi. Well, if you insist that it has popcorn ceilings, fine. But I'm still making the fresh popcorn in the modern microwave. And okay. 
maybe even pouring a little extra butter on it. You know, people will be so focused on that, they won't even notice she the asbestos ceiling. She has no asbestos in her house, but she does have hot, fresh popcorn. Hot popcorn on the counter. We'll even put one attracting of those popcorn your machines that make it awesome inside there, as long <laughs> as they don't attract the ants that we just talked about. Oh, yeah. Okay, Master of Your Mansion. Right. More information, homemedicusa.com. You can also go to notchi.org. And if you need an asbestos remediator, or if you just need somebody who knows what they're doing, then you can always email me. Talk to Garth. But if you want to make popcorn, call me. If you want to make popcorn, <laughs> call Heidi because everybody else is taking it. That's right. <laughs>